<coughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Gospel of today is about the healing of the paralytic man to the man who was paralytic. Paralysis means, means what? Yani can't, can't move that organ which was affected or that limp which was affected and this man was really really um, in great trouble because he was bedridden as you see if it is affecting the the upper part, the whole body was not able to move. And this paralytic man has no way to do his own things or to move or to go anywhere. And this is exactly the paralysis of sin. Sin makes us paralytic. It paralyzes, it paralyzes the whole of our lives, makes us constant and paralytic like this physical paralysis. And here, this man was not only physically paralytic, but was as well spiritually paralytic. And that is what the Lord has said at the end, go and sin more, no more, otherwise it would be what? Worse. Yeah? So the Lord connected the paralysis with the sin. And while he was paralytic and in this situation, four friends came to him. And these four friends who helped him and took him to the Lord are examples of what? Are examples of what? They are who? They are the servants. They are the church. They are the good friends who can offer not only their own help but get him to the Lord who can help him in everything. <clears throat> These four men is like every one of us 
when we have friends, what do you do with your friends? What do you do with your friends? Do you take them to the Lord? Do you really help them to be better? Do you really help them to be healed? Or do you lead them away from the Lord and to wrong ways? This is an example to the perfect servant. Perfect servant. These four men heard about the Lord, told him about the Lord, and said to him, what about taking you to the Lord? Of course he agreed, and they carried him to where the Lord is. And when they arrived to the place where the Lord is, he was in the house of Simon the Peter, and the house was too crowded with people, and there was no place, no way that they can go in. And they have an obstacle, big trouble. And what do they do? What face What faith do they have? They believed that if they bring him to the Lord, the Lord will heal him. they believed so, they couldn't find the way. So what do they do? Would they give up? Never. Never. They said, we will find the way. Yes, it is, apparently there is no place but we will find the way to get in. And what did they do? Can you imagine? They decided to tie him up with ropes, carry him up to the roof, and make a hole in the roof, to bring him before the Lord. And suppose Puptavadros was here and it was too crowded and someone can't get in. Can you imagine some people will go up and knock the roof and bring him down to Puptavadros? to bless him. That's what they did. How much faith is that? 
How much faith is that? Can you do it? If you are in their place, would you do it? I want the honest answer. Would you? When the Lord saw him coming down from the roof, you know what? The Lord didn't look at the faith of the man who is paralytic. The Bible tells us when the Lord saw, huh? when the Lord saw, huh? their faith, when the Lord saw their faith, he said to him, Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And possibly everyone there said, Who is that man to forgive sins? There is no one can forgive sins except God. But he is a man. And the Lord wanted to prove for them that he has forgiven his sins. Then he said to the man, Rise, rise up. And the man got up. He was completely healed. Completely healed. And the Lord said to him, Carry your bed and go in peace. Carry your bed and go in peace. To know that the man, the Son of Man, has got authority to forgive sins, carry your bed and go in peace. And it happened. I wanted to talk to you about why the Lord have said your sins are forgiven first. Why do you think the Lord cares about our sins more than our physical needs? The Lord wants to tell all of us, and especially the servants, our main target is to be forgiven. Because no one can go to heaven without repentance, without being forgiven. No one. You want to go to heaven, you have to repent. You want to go to heaven, you have to be forgiven. And that is why the, the church has made one sacrament of the seven sacraments equal to the seven sacraments, repentance and confession. 
It's like exactly the baptism. It's like the ordination of priesthood. It's like the Holy Communion. And even the church made a rule that no sacraments should be practiced without repentance and confession. Before you go to be baptized, you have to confess and repent. You have to repent and confess. Before you get married, you have to repent and confess. Before you get the Holy Communion, you have to repent and confess. So that is the entrance of sacraments. These sacraments is the door to all the other sacraments. And the Lord here made it very clear. Your sins are forgiven. That is the first thing. I want every one of us to make sure that he lives in repentance and he confess regularly. Otherwise, when we stand before the Lord and he sees that we haven't been forgiven, then what would be the end? What did we have from the world? This is our gate to heaven. Purity of heart. And confessing our sins to be forgiven. The Lord asked the Pharisees, and the people there, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say, rise up, carry your bed and go? The question has got a big meaning. You know, for the Pharisees, they were thinking, yes, of course, it is easier to say your sins are forgiven because no one sees it, no one knows whether it is true or not. But actually the Lord is saying it was much more difficult for me to say your sins are forgiven. You know why? Because when the Lord said your sins are forgiven, what did the Lord do? He actually took the sins of the man on him. These sins of that man crucified the Lord. These sins of that man made the Lord to die for us all. It is so hard for the Lord, but it is the unlimited love of the Lord for everyone. In this word, your sins are forgiven, there is a great mystery. The Lord made swapping 
He took his sins and gave him his righteousness. He carried all his iniquities and gave him all his holiness. And can you imagine that man stood up, carried his bed, and walked away? It's a miracle. It's a great miracle. But was there any greater miracle happened? Yes. The greater miracle was unseen. The greater miracle is when the Lord set that man free from his sins. This is a greater miracle that the Lord has done to that man. And the Lord is doing to every one of us when we come repenting and confessing. This is the greater miracle we all experience every single day when we say to the Lord, forgive us, Lord. Have mercy upon us, Lord. And this miracle is happening all the time, every single day, when you have the forgiveness from the Lord. The Lord carries your sins, gives you his holiness, his righteousness, and makes you pure before the Father. When the Father looks at you through Christ, he finds you an angel. He finds you pure, like the Lord. What a great mystery is that. What a great mystery is that. You know this bed? The man was on it. This bed is a symbol of the cross. Is a symbol of the cross. Is a symbol of people when crucify us. When they crucify us. When people nails us. You heard about the martyrdom of many people. People and the world will give us tribulations. But the Lord is saying, in me, I will make you to be above the tribulation. I will make you not to be nailed to the cross, 
but to carry your cross and go free and victorious. How many people do face problems and the Lord say, I will make you above your problems, not to be nailed to your problems, but to carry your problems and go free and victorious. May the Lord give us all this grace, glory to God forever. Amen.